Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there, and welcome to a new episode of School of Sellers. If you are a teacher seller, teacherpreneur, teacher author, whatever you call yourself, you are in the right place, and I am so happy that you are here. Today, we're going to be talking about the elephant in the room, and I am talking about your content. Now, most likely, this is a blog, and that's why it's the elephant in the room. And it's the elephant that nobody wants to talk about because blogs, just going to be honest here, are a huge pain in the ass. You know it. We all know it. And today I'm going to give you some of my thoughts around content creation and how you can be a little more focused and purposeful and successful in your content creation so it doesn't suck quite as badly. It's still going to suck a little, but hopefully this will make it a little easier. I think when it comes to blog content and content creation, there are three main pain points that really turn us off from the whole blog writing process. One of those is finding the time to blog because one blog post can take hours upon hours. Two is figuring out what to write about. We have a lot of ideas, but sometimes it's hard to put those ideas onto paper. And three, All of the steps that are involved are always a huge pain point for us because even if we can write a blog, there are things to consider like your keywords, making sure you have alternate text in the images, things like that. So these three things combined make writing a blog post seem very intimidating, very hard, and not a very pleasant task. But it's still something we have to do as part of this business. Blogs are important because it is a site that is yours. We don't know what's going to happen to TPT in the future. Hopefully it's around for a very long time. But your blog and your website are one of the few things in this business that 100% belong to you. So it's important that we maintain it and we keep adding content so that people keep visiting our site. So if it's something we have to do and it's something we have to spend time doing, then we might as well make it worth our time. And we want to do it the right way. We don't want to just slap out a blog post just for the sake of it. We want to make sure that it's a decent blog post. It does not have to be the next New York Times bestseller, but it should be something worth reading and it should be something that is worth our time writing. So here we go. I have three main things that I believe all content should entail. So here we go. The first and perhaps biggest thing I think you can do for your content is to make it as evergreen as possible. And I tend to follow this idea with my products as well. I think that the more relevant something is all year long, the more miles you can get out of it. If you compare a blog post about a Christmas product or a Christmas activity to do in the classroom versus a blog post about something you can do all year round, let's say an indoor recess themed blog, you're going to get way more mileage out of your indoor recess post than your Christmas post, because obviously your Christmas post can only be shared, can only be talked about, can only be emailed about around the Christmas season. Whereas your indoor recess blog post, you can share about that, talk about it, email about it, 
any time of year, and it will be relevant to teachers no matter when they are hearing about it. Now, I know it's not feasible to make 100% of your content evergreen, especially if you do have a lot of seasonal products in your store, but I try to stick to the 80-20 rule and make sure that 80% of my content is evergreen so that I am able to share it all year round. It makes my job easier, and I'm overall more relevant to my readers and my audience. This might be personal preference, but evergreen is the name of the game here, my friends. Two, and you're not going to want to hear this, but it really is important to stay consistent. And before you press the stop button on me, hear me out. When I say consistent, I don't mean that you have to post a blog every single week because more often than not, that is just not possible. Unless you are someone who hires out for blog writing, I am not, but I know a lot of people who do, and that's great. I'm jealous. It is impossible, almost, to blog or publish a blog every single week. That is one that is actually valuable. So I encourage you to be consistent, whether this is every other week or once a month. It's important to find a schedule and stick to it so that your readers can come to expect when they will hear from you next. It's important to note that the B minus ideals that I talked about in the previous episode, where I talk about lowering your expectations and making sure that things are done rather than perfect, these come into huge play here because if you are going to be producing blogs consistently, you can't get hung up on the little details. We can't make everything perfect. We're not going to ever be 100% pleased with the outcome. But the point here is that You can actually create blogs that are done and published and published consistently. Now, you might be thinking, how am I going to produce a blog on a consistent basis when I can barely manage one post? I have assembled a list of what I call easy peasy blog posts. And these might seem like they're kind of like cheat blog posts in a way, but these are posts that I like to refer to when I'm having a hard time coming up with something to write about, or I need something that's not going to take me very long to write. So these might be things like a list post where you assemble a list of your favorite school supplies or your favorite kids books related to a topic. Maybe it's a question and answer session around a topic. You can post on social media and ask your followers to ask you any questions at all or any questions related to a topic, and you can answer them in a blog post. Maybe you're going to find someone to interview for a blog post. These are all things that you can do that don't take as much brain power and creative thinking and also usually take less planning than your average blog post. So there's a whole list of things that you can refer to in terms of easy-peasy blog posts, and I'll share a link to those at the end of this episode. Another way you can churn out regular blog posts is by using your voice-to-text features. You can either use your iPhone for this or your Google account. There's a voice-to-text feature on Google as well, but I use my iPhone and I simply will turn it on when I'm in the car and I will talk about a topic that I know I want to write a blog post for and my iPhone actually transcribes everything I'm saying into my notes feature on my phone. So I will post, if you are a member of the School of Sellers Facebook group, I will post a tutorial in that group to show you how to utilize this feature on your phone because it is crazy the amount of words you can speak. Just in five minutes, you can speak, I think it was 500 words I counted last time. 
So using the voice to text is great because once you are done talking into your phone, you kind of have like a rough draft in your notepad and you can just roll with that when it's time to write the actual blog post. So if you haven't tried that yet, I strongly recommend it. Third, I think that every blog post should be shareable. And when I say shareable, I mean that you should ask yourself, will it speak to people on social? When you post that blog post on Facebook or Instagram, is it something that people are going to want to know more about? Or can you frame it in a way using creative copy that makes people want to read it? So of course, people aren't always dying to read about writing workshop, but is there a way that you can frame that post so that people are going to want to click on it? Always keep that in the back of your mind when you are writing your blog post because Like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, there is no point in having a blog if you're not going to share the you know what out of it. Once you write, you have to share, 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 share. So make sure it's something that people are going to want to read about. When it comes down to it, people on social media don't care really who is sharing so much as what is being shared. If it's useful to somebody or interesting to somebody, they're going to want to read it. So even if you do have a lot of followers, you can't bank on that for people automatically reading your blog posts. You have to make sure that it either solves a problem for them and gives them a practical solution. Maybe it's something that elicits emotion from your readers, makes them laugh, makes them cry, gives them chills, maybe even makes them a little mad. And of course, something that stands out from all of the other content being shared on social media. Is it something that they've seen a million times or heard about a million times? Or is this a new approach or perspective around a topic that they are interested in? The next one might seem a little obvious, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it anyway. Your blog post has to add value to your audience or give value to your reader in a way that other blog posts don't. So instead of just assuming they're going to read the whole entire blog post because they want to read it, you have to give them something a little extra. And I truly strongly believe in giving a freebie in every single blog post. And before you say, wait a minute, I can't do that. That's way too much work. I'm talking about freebies that you already have, whether it's a sample of an existing product that aligns with your blog post or an existing freebie that you already have in your store that also aligns with your blog post, something you most likely already have that you can offer to your reader to tell them, hey, I know my stuff. You can know, like, and trust me, and you can count on me to bring you value every single time I post a blog post. This is your way of training your reader to expect greatness from you, and when they know that they can count on you for these things, your work will become even easier because you won't have to convince them to read your post every single time you share it on social media. They'll see you posted something and know right away, wow, I know that she's going to give us something good. I'm going to head over there, no questions asked. Last but not least, it's important to be strategic in your blog posts. So instead of just creating a blog post just for the sake of creating a blog post, you have to make sure that you have a couple things planned out before you write that post. Most specifically, a call to action. What is your ultimate goal for writing the blog post? What do you want your reader to do? Do you want them to visit your store? Do you want them to follow you on social media? Do you want them to become interested in a product line? Do you want them to subscribe to your email list? Think about the action that you want them to take along with just reading your blog post. 
Being strategic in your content creation means that you need to know ahead of time what other products you might link to in that blog post, what other blog posts you might link to in your blog post, what keywords you're going to be using in that blog post to make sure that you are search engine friendly, along with a host of other things that need to be lined up in order for your time spent on your blog post to be worth it for your reader and for yourself. This can be done with a very thorough content calendar. And I'm not talking about the content calendar that tells you like post a quote on Instagram every Thursday. No, I'm talking about more specifically a blog editorial calendar that you use to drive your content. We will be talking about our blog editorial calendar next week on School of Sellers, where we will dive in to all of the things that make a great content calendar so that you can work smarter and not harder. In the meantime, I'm going to leave you with a list of easy peasy blog posts that you can incorporate into your content rotation from here on out. Hopefully this will save you time and creative energy and give you a little bit of motivation when it comes to finally tackling those blog posts. Again, it's going to be a set of easy peasy blog post ideas that you can choose from on those days when you're not feeling so creative, you're lacking ideas, you've got a little bit of writer's block and are looking for something a little more doable. You can check out this list of easy peasy blog posts at www.aaronmwaters.com slash easy peasy. You can also access the show notes there where I reference any links or products that I have mentioned during the show. Again, that's aaronmwaters.com slash easy peasy. See you next time. And action.